happy, Vicky, just be happy with this quick game. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Quickie. I am Trevor Beggs. I'm not going to lie. It's great to be doing this Quickie once again. Now, when hockey stopped, I kept this Quickie going on for about three months. And then I decided, okay, okay, let's take a break from this thing until hockey is coming back. Well, it sure looks like hockey is going to return in the coming days. Yes, we're not talking weeks or months down the road, but just days away. I'm stoked for it. Of course, you know, players got to be smart. Phase three, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for the NHL. Players got to stay safe. They got to stay healthy in their bubbles. Of course, there should be some doubt about that happening. But let's stay positive, okay? Let's stay positive. And I'm going to kick off the return of the quickie with the great story here. But before I do that, make sure you go check out the rest of the podcast on the Nux Misconduct Podcast Network. The boys have been working hard. In the absence of the quickie, Nick Bondi with Power of the Towel. Yes, Power of the Purell. The under-quarantine version of Power of the Towel is done. Okay, Bondi, he's a little bit out of quarantine, okay? I know he's on camping a couple times. But most importantly, he's been snagging some great guests and having some great conversations on Power of the Towel. The latest conversation with Jeff Patterson was out next week. And should be another good one this week as well. And of course, sipping on a 40 also made a triumphant return. Kyle Bowen getting back behind the microphones, talking about those Vancouver Canucks and everything going on with them. And of course, Silky and Filthy, the home of puck talk and bullshit. I've still been doing that, okay? But that's just once a week. I got to get back to the grind here with hockey on the return. Now, one of the big stories to come out of Canucks training camp to come from these scrimmages has been the play of PEI's finest, Zach McEwen. Now again, how much do we want to take away from these training camps? And the big question here should be, is Zach McEwen and his improving game just a flash in the pan here in training camp? Or is this something that management needs to be paying close attention to? And now I think we all know the answer to that question here. It's the latter. You need the best 18 players on the ice come August 2nd for the Vancouver Canucks. This is do or die hockey. This is not, let's give you a nine game trial, get your feet underneath you. This is do or die hockey. One team, I can guarantee you, one team is gonna see their season come to an end three games into this brand new weird round robin season of hockey. It's gonna happen for one of these teams. Because of that, you have to take these training camps seriously. You can't dick around out there. And here's why these training camps are so valuable, okay? Last week for Noctimus Conduct, I looked at the statistics behind each line, each possible combination of lines on the Canucks this season to determine which would be the best line for the Canucks going into the playoffs. Now, statistically on that third line, Roussel, Gaudet, and McEwen were by far the most productive of the possible combinations. However, I gave that spot initially to Vertanen, Roussel, and Gaudet. And the reason I put Vertanen up there is because despite the fact that their numbers weren't as good, Vertanen and Gaudet were both scoring at nearly second line rates. Roussel was scoring at a third line rate. Whereas Zach McEwen, while he was good, we only saw him for 17 games. But like I said off the top, you need to put the best players out there right now. 
And in camp, Vertanen's looked mediocre where McEwen's been flying. You want a guy who looks determined to make an impact on this team? Look no further than Zach McEwen. A couple goals already in scrimmages, looking great on that line. And to be honest, if he's playing with more hustle than Jake Vertanen, he should be in the lineup. I'm hopping on that bandwagon 100%. I thought McEwen in his first few NHL games this season, he did look a bit like an NHL player. He was making turnovers. His reads weren't all that great. He was making simple plays with the puck. But he did get better in those last dozen games, I'd say, of the 17 games he played. Originally, in that line article that I did, I had Verlin and McEwen kind of in a battle for that fourth line spot. But the way things have gone so far in camp, that might change. Maybe McEwen is a better fit on that third line. And maybe it's between Vertanen and Furland for that fourth line on the Canucks. Regardless, you're definitely going to see some players like Erickson, Sutter. I'm not going to say Beagle because he's almost guaranteed a spot, but you know what I mean. You're going to see some hefty veterans, perhaps even Furland, Vertanen. You're going to see some big money in the press box. And just hammered home the fact that the Canucks have some tough decisions to make this offseason. But if Zach McEwen can step up and prove that he's an NHL regular, that'll be another step towards solving these cap problems that the Canucks have. And perhaps you're solving an equation to the forwards that give this team the best chance to win on a nightly basis. I'm Trevor Beggs. Thanks again for listening to The Quickie here on the Canucks Misconduct Network. I got, I got more shows coming out, okay? The quickie's coming back Monday to Friday, perhaps. Daily hockey updates from around the world of hockey. I got Canucks on the brain today. But we'll see what happens tomorrow here on the quickie.